0: So as we think about that psalm, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that we would know you today to be our shield, our glory, and the lifter of our head. We pray that you would help us to find our security in you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning I have a question for you. And the question is, did you sleep well last night? Hands up if you did sleep well last night. you got a good night's sleep? Lots of people? Yep. Anyone not such a good night? Linda? Thank you for your honesty Alan as well yeah. According to some of these surveys that you find in the newspapers 25% of people in the UK have some form of sleep disorder Do you know even talking about sleep is making me want to yawn So if I do it's not because I'm bored it's just because I'm talking about sleep So pardon me that But 25% of people have some form of sleep disorder. They can't sleep at night and then all day they feel really tired and they feel like they could sleep. So maybe 25%, there should be a few more people, maybe didn't have such a good night's sleep either. Maybe, I'm not going to ask you Linda, but maybe you couldn't sleep because someone else was snoring. <laughs> As all the ladies seem to look at their husbands at that point. Or perhaps, maybe you've had even worse, maybe you have woke yourself up from your own snoring. That must be really bad for that to happen. Some people have ruined sleep by sleepwalking or sleep talking and you should sympathise with Lindsay because I do all three, I snore I talk in my sleep and I walk in my sleep (laughs) so do pray for her (laughs) but sometimes not being able to sleep is more serious perhaps you can't sleep because of a worry that you have. you just can't seem to switch off, you're always thinking about it, you're always worrying about it. In our psalm today, and it would be great to have it in front of you, ready to look at, David describes his night's sleep. Look at verse 5. He says, I lay down and slept, I woke again, for the Lord sustained me. And you might be thinking, well, you know, that was all right for David. David was a king. He was probably in his royal palace with a four-poster bed and a comfortable mattress and a nice duvet. Of course David was sleeping well. And you think to yourself, if I was in Buckingham Palace, I would have a great night's sleep as well. But these psalms that we're looking at this summer... Are psalms from David's life. They're all written in response to events that David was living through. And when we read the title of the psalm, the the little tiny capital letters that you see at the top of it, we see that David wasn't lying in his palace, David wasn't even in the city. David was on the run it says a psalm of David when he fled from Absalom his son David was king in Jerusalem but his son Absalom had risen in rebellion against him Absalom comes towards the city and David and all the people in the city with him they run away He flees. Everyone seems to have turned against him. I need some help this morning. I need someone to be David. Anyone want to be David? Mark? So where was David lying? He wasn't in his bed. Sure he wasn't. He wasn't in his bed. He was out lying in the road with no help, no comfort. So I've got, what's this? What's in this bag? Do you know? Do you know? A sleeping bag, bag. yep. If I can work out how how to get it. these are always easier to get out than they are to get back in so we'll just throw this down here Okay. do you want to lie on top of it? Okay. there you are now Mark's the only person who's allowed to sleep today in church no one else so, you have we sleep there. Is that okay? Yeah, You can at least pretend to close your eyes. Brilliant. Now, David is here and he's sleeping, but do you think he would sleep well? What does verse 1 say? Here's how desperate David's situation is. It says this, O Lord, how many are my foes? Many are rising against me. Many are saying of my soul, There is no salvation for him in God. So, do you think he would be able to sleep very comfortably? With all these foes against him? With all these people out to get David? Anyone like to get David? Diamond? You want to come and help? no Matthew is Matthew there <laughs> Natasha no ok David you're going, you're going. <laughs> there you are so you go about halfway down and face up the way so Mark, how well do you think you're going to sleep? David has a big sword. But David's not on his own. All the rest of the people in church as well are your foes, And they're all shouting, what did the people in the story shout? Absalom is king. You see, we don't want David anymore. David, no, we don't like David. So, after three. One, two, three, Absalom is king. Now, how well do you think you would say? Not very well. because David's getting a wee bit closer. And he has that big sword. And he wants to put it into King David. Now. How many are my foes? Many are rising against me. It's as if David looks behind him and he sees the crowd following Absalom. Many fools, many risen against me. And if it goes on numbers, David is finished. All these people are against him. They're all out to get him. And they reckon that God doesn't want him in it either. You see verse 2. Many are saying of my soul, there is no salvation for him in God. So picture yourself in David's position. You've had to flee. You've only got a small band of followers. And evening comes. It gets dark. You have to stop. You're not lying in your palace. You're lying on the ground. Do you think you would sleep? Would you not be lying awake listening For the sound of the army coming. Do you think you'd be able to sleep. For fear of what might happen. So. Look at the psalm again. Look at verse 1 and 2. This desperate situation. And then look at verse 5. How David says I lay down and I slept. I woke again. For the Lord sustained me. How do we get. From verses 1 and 2. To verse 5. Well we have to go through verses 3 and 4. And as we do we also notice that extra little word. At the end of verse 2. Say that. No one quite knows what it means. But it's a word you find often in the sands. It's like a a pause for thought. So I've said something and now I'm going to think about it. And it comes there in verse 2, as if David is reflecting on his situation. Everyone else has it in for me. Many are against me, many are rising against me, many are my foes. Verse 3. But you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory, and the lifter of my head here's the reason David could sleep so well even with all those people out to get him he knows that the Lord the promise making promise keeping God is three things and I need someone to help me would anyone like to come and help so what's this here what's that maybe do you know what that is a shield. a shield brilliant and how do you use a shield maybe if you put slip one arm through that's it and then hold that and then hold it up that's it turn around so everyone can see so Daniel has a shield brilliant and where does the shield need to be To protect David. To protect this? Sorry, to protect Mark from David. That's right. Where does it need to be? You need to be in between them, don't you? That's it. That's brilliant. So if anyone comes to attack, as David's going to do now, gently, the shield is there to protect friend and David's got fed up attacking the news he's beating (laughs) so King David knows that God is a shield that God protects him that God won't let anything through to harm him And cut him off. David says you Lord are a shield about me. My glory. The one who David delights in. The one whose opinion really matters. And the Lord is also the lifter of my head. With all these people uh, against him. With all his worries and all his woes. David's head must have been down. But God lifts his head and gives him strength and grace and purpose. And how does David know this? How does this work out in his life? He, we see it in verse 4. I cried out to the Lord and he answered me from his holy hill. The holy hill was Jerusalem, the place where uh, the ark and the covenant stayed the place where the tabernacle was where the, the temple would be built in Solomon's day David has left the city David has left that place and yet the Lord still hears and the Lord still answers and the Lord still acts on his behalf you see when you know that God is in control, when you know that God is in charge, when you know that God is for you then you don't need to fear anyone or anything. So even on that rough ground outside Jerusalem, David had a good night's sleep. He did it because the Lord sustained me. And do you see how he keeps going in verse 6? I will not be afraid of of many thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. David isn't trusting in his own strength. David isn't thinking that I can do it by myself. David's trust is it is in his shield, his glory, the lifter of his head. And so he calls God to action. Arise, O Lord, save me, O God, for you strike all my enemies on the cheek. You break the teeth of the wicked. It's God who will save. It's God who will deal with David's enemies, striking them on the cheek and breaking their teeth. Then they won't be able to bite. They won't be able to speak out those accusing threats. Verse 8 brings the psalm to a close and shows us the message of the psalm in one little easy to remember sentence. Despite the big problem that David had, despite all the people being after him, David was able to lie down and sleep. But he wasn't depending on himself. He was depending on God because he knew verse 8. He knew the truth of verse 8. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing be on your people. Salvation belongs to the Lord. David the king knew that in his life. But we also hear another king singing this same song. This king left this very same city on the very same route. As he left the city and went up the Mount of Olives in distress. This king knew what it was to have massive opposition. As everyone turned against him, As people taunted him about his God. As people questioned his faith and his salvation. Yet as he trusted in God, he didn't only pass through a night's sleep. He passed through death. And he woke again. Because the Lord sustained him. The Lord Jesus has endured the scorn and the opposition to provide his salvation. Jesus is the one who shields us. Jesus is our glory. And Jesus lifts up our head. Because salvation belongs to the Lord. So he provides blessings to his people. And there's another "Sela" at the end of verse 8. A great reminder to pause and reflect and to take in this great truth before we rush on with the rest of whatever today holds. Do you know the Lord as your shield? The one who protects you. Do you know him as your glory. The one you delight in. The one whose opinion really matters. The one who gives you his glory. And do you know him as the lifter of your head? doesn't matter what other people might think. It's what God thinks. And he comforts the broken hearted. And gives strength to those who are weak. So when it comes to bedtime tonight, how will you sleep? I hope you sleep as soundly as Mark is here at the front. When the litany of woes begins, when those worries start coming and annoying, me, will you join with David in recognizing who your God is? Your shield, your glory, and the lifter of your head. And as you do so, cry out to him. Cry out to him. Someone once said, whenever you can't sleep, don't count sheep. Talk to the shepherd. Because he hears you. And he loves you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father we thank you. That you are a shield about us. Our glory. And the lifter of our head. We pray that that would be real and true for each of us today. And we pray this.